Welcome to Round Guy, the podcast. Uh, we're on the phone with Dick D'Angelo's Yankees fan. Uh, he's going to tell us about his thoughts of the se- this season. How, how, how did you feel about yesterday? Well, of course, disappointed. Uh, but I thought uh, the best team uh, for that day certainly won. Boston, you know, were, came ready to play. Um, I, I think you, you know, you expect a little more from your ace. I don't know if he was hurt or what was going on, but whatever it was, you know, you hope that Cole's going to pitch better than that. And uh, he, he really didn't have it the, the end of the season. My guess is they'll figure out what it was that was off, and uh, because when he's on, he's almost unhittable. But Evaldi pitched a great game. Yeah. He- um, you know, you got somebody's got to lose one of these. is a it, it is an exciting thing for baseball to have a one game playoff, and I think it's fabulous to, to have a team really value winning the pennant again. So you know, this is the price you pay when you don't win the pennant. You know what, round guy thought he What's thought that? he thought they should have gave Bucky Dan a one day contract. <laughs> yeah, well, I will tell you this. Uh, Phil Nevin was taking a lot of heat about sending Judge on the single off the wall, off the Green Monster by uh, Stanton. And I just want to put in my two cents. I thought it was a great move. I thought he, uh, you know, obviously it's not a great move when it doesn't work. But I would have done it, you know, nine times out of ten, I think I would have sent the guy. You know, he's uh, he had a lot of momentum. He got in there. I think it was, you know, split second. Uh, maybe early, uh, the, but you know the it was a double bouncing uh, throw, bounced twice, and happened to bounce just perfectly right into the glove, so he makes the tag. I think most of those times that throw doesn't quite do those things if it's going to bounce twice. I've seen a lot of balls come in that that don't quite do that. So you know he took a chance, and uh, I'd rather lose taking a chance and being aggressive, then, um, you know, it's real easy when the guy's out to say, and I have a lot of respect for A-Rod, but I just thought he was dwelling on that way too much. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other thing he made a mistake on is is that, uh, that he kept on saying that it was a, a double by Stanton. It was really wasn't a, a, was a, single. a double. It was a single. He went to second on the throw. So, uh, anyway. But uh... – um, round guy said the same thing. In fact, yeah. he, he said Gallo was on deck, and you know he's going to strike out. So what what's the point? So round guy, you know, and I must must think well, late. He said they had to make two perfect throws to get him, and and they did. And he said yeah. almost the same thing you said. At least one, at least two out of three times, he makes that. You know, right? And, and you know what? Um, you, you know, it's a funny thing. You know, and I don't, I don't, I have a lot of respect for A Rod. I think he's. A, does a really good job taking a look at the game. But in that case, I think he was hopping on the wrong point. And I think he stuck with it even when some of the other guys quelled him on it. And I just think he was wrong. I think that uh, that the uh, Yankees were a little more aggressive. And, and, you know, if they make that play, everybody says, what a brilliant move, sending judge, you know. And it's just the way the game works out. But I, I really want to tip my hat to Boston. I don't do that very often, but I thought they played a great game. They added on more runs when they got ahead. That's the way you win a ball game like that. You st- you keep the pressure on, and uh, the Yanks had a 
uh, some of their bullpen, I thought, did a great job, but it was too little too late. You cannot beat Boston in most games scoring just a couple of runs. No, that's for sure. It's not going to happen. No, let me ask you this. Your starter starts for them. Their starter starts for you. Who wins that game? Yankees win it. You think? I mean, and that night, the Yankees win it. Yeah, I mean. But, you know, I'll give you another scenario if, if, if because we're doing what ifs. If if Cole starts that game pitching the way he pitched the first half of the season, I think the Yankees might, might just shut him out. Do you think Kluber would have been a better choice? What's that? Do you think Kluber could have been a better choice? I think in retrospect, there's something was off with Cole. He just was not doing well. Somebody said that when they got out here, he said something like he was about to be sick to his stomach. So I don't know what was going on for him. He'll never say because he is a champion pitcher and champion pitchers don't make excuses. And I really appreciate that about him. Yeah. He just says it was me and I didn't come through and that's on me. And, and, but I know watching him all year, almost every game, that guy, uh, that guy's a much better pitcher than that. Ooh. And uh, it must've been heartbreaking for him just to not have it to, to, to deliver for his team when he really was needed. I also want to say something else. Giancarlo Stanton has shown himself now for two years to be really something special when it comes to the end of the season. And he was good all the way through the end of the season. And again, he hit two balls that would have been homers in most any other stadium. They said only 11 stadiums. I don't know where they were getting their figures, but one of those balls was hit so far. There's no way it's not a home run in almost every other uh, stadium. And, they said, oh, only 11 out of 28 stadiums would have been a home run. Their stats were wrong. I know it. So anyway, uh, he hits two of those to the top of a green monster. And they're on a line. They're not just soft flies that are landing. And then he hits a double. Um, you know, the guy's a monster when it comes to playing in big games and uh and so was judge judge did a great job let me ask you this about carlos stanton does he play like that in every game in the middle of the season when it's hot in august he had a rough beginning of his season but you know what happened to him is uh when they started playing him in the outfield he started playing better and better and better and and it's been a couple of years that he's been a designated hitter but when they played him in the outfield, he got into the game, and it was a different guy. You started seeing the real baseball player yeah. come out in this guy. And you forgot that he was a pretty good outfielder you know. before then. As big as he is and everything, he did a, a very good job, uh, you know, above average outfielder and a, and a great arm. And uh, and he, would, he played quite a bit of outfield in the second half of the season. Well, he's he sure puts up big like like uh, arcade game stats sometimes. I mean. Yeah, you know it's really fun is that uh, if you're an opposing team and you see him hit the ball like he does, it's actually starts to get almost um, um, uh, like humiliating or something. It just he hits it so hard that I've seen the opposing team just go like with their mouths open, just go, oh my goodness. And same with Judge. I mean. I can't, you know, Judge didn't have the down. I mean, he had a, he had an MVP level year, really. Yeah. Um, 
I like that guy. I really like that guy. I mean, he's a baseball purist. He hustles. He, you know, he hits, gets clutch hits. He's, you see him run out that that uh, infield hit. Yeah. And 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 nobody thought he was going to run that out and beat it. And he and he beat it. Just a soft ground ball, and he beat it. So you can't think of him as some big loke, you know, hulking guy, six eight and two eighty two, and he runs that fast. It's really quite a. A remarkable thing. Well, I, I think uh, there's other guys that did well. Uh, I think uh, Rizzo uh, showed homer. himself, came through. Cup, had a couple ex Cubs. Homer. Yeah, said a couple ex Cubs hit homers in the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Schwarber's homer. Yeah, I heard that uh, Cole had said Schwarber's was a real mistake from his side. The other one was a real good, you know, hit. Bogarts, you know, it still was a mistake, but it was. He, he he went out and got it, but Schwarber's was really a mistake pitch, and, yeah. and Schwarber doesn't let you make mistakes. And uh, Carlos, I just John... think, I just want to say, you know, the Yankees had a, a great, a very good season, you know, above average season. They're a very good team. I think they should have performed better. They were too streaky. They have to figure out what made them so streaky all year long. It's an odd thing. I've, I've watched a lot of baseball. I don't think I've ever seen a team go, what, 13 in a row they won, and then within a little time they lost nine in a row. That's an unusual thing. You see a team win 13 in a row, they may go off for a little bit, but then they win, you know, uh, eight out of ten more. You know what I mean? They're just a better team. That's not what this team did. This team, and, and some of it was COVID, I agree. Some of it was this and that. Uh, you know, the different excuses and injuries and this and that. But, you know, frankly, their 13-game winning streak, they had some kids in there who were replacing some of the players that had COVID. And that might have been actually what what it was. They they provided a spark that only a young player, like uh, he didn't do much yesterday, but that kid Velasquez, you know, Puerto Rican player from the Bronx, sleeps still at his parents' house <laughs> when he's going to the game that night, last night, he actually had slept the night before, not in a hotel, at his parents' house in the Bronx, where he grew up in his old bedroom, you know, when he grew up as a kid. I think that's an awesome story. And that kid provided a lot of spark throughout the season. He just didn't do it last night. It was too 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 bad because he was a kind of spark plug kind of player, lots of energy, great proud and happy to be there, you know, from the Bronx. Those are the kind of, you need a few of those guys in there, in the mix, so to speak. Uh, the Boston, I think Boston does a good job of providing those guys. Not that Verdugo's, you know, not an excellent player in his own, but he has a lot of spark to him, you know what I mean? And and he and, and he lights up that team sometimes. Well, you know, Steve said the same thing about the streakiness of the team. Uh but there seems to be a little difference between his attitude and yours was he was really disappointed that the Yankees didn't go further or that the, he, he thought the Yankees at points in the season lollygagged. Uh, he thought there was a lack of hustle, uh, a lack of running down to the first baseline, you know? Well, there uh, was one or two people I, I know, I, I saw that, that did that, but most of that team – they're pros. They hustle all the time. That uh, Joey Gallo did not show me much, but whenever he was out there, he was hustling. Very good on defense. You know, he's a professional. He just didn't play well this, when well, he came over to the Yanks. Here, here, here's my but 
my problem with Gallo is what, he had 38 what, home runs and 75 yeah. RBIs. That's ridiculous. Yeah. You know, yeah. when other guys are hitting 21 homers and getting 105 RBIs. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, the guys that I, I had more concern about was Glaber Torres. Who, yeah, no. Uh, the, the, it's the same problem I used to have with Robinson Cano. When a guy doesn't hustle down the baseline, there's like problems in be, is he there's head problems with a guy. I mean, he's lucky he can be that he, a very talented player, but there's head problems. And I grew up in an age when you watch Pete Rose walk well, and geez. run to first base. Yeah. And when you can you know, when you saw a player who walks and ran every time to first base when he walked, then you're dealing with another level of hustle. Proud to be playing baseball, excited about playing for his team, excited about playing a game. I don't see that with people like Gary Sanchez and and, uh, and Torres, Glaber Torres, and I really have great respect for both of their Oof. talents and tools, but I'd rather have a team without those guys because I'd rather have a guy who's less – of a great player and gives you 110% all the time. And Steve said exactly the same thing. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, yeah. um, and Steve, he's a pretty smart guy. Yeah, he's <laughs> Well, he watches every game, you know what I mean? And yeah. he, you know, he he uh he's just like you, you know, he lives and dies with it and uh so let's let's talk about next year. Uh what you know, first I'm going to ask you about Aaron Boone. Does he deserve to come back? His contract's up. You know, I, I've got mixed feelings about Aaron Boone. Uh, I could see him come back. Um, he's very laid back and probably more so than I am always comfortable with. You would think I'd be really into that, you know, being this laid back guy from Fairfield. But I'm actually, you know, more of an old school guy. You know, you got to <laughs> – I know even myself when I've worked with companies, sometimes I needed the attaboy and sometimes I needed a kick in the pants. And yeah. I think when they stop doing the kick in the pants, and of course you don't know what they do, you know, behind closed doors, but I think you miss something. And I know these guys get paid so many millions of dollars a year that it's hard to do that, but you have to have an attitude. I do like the fact that once I saw Glaber Torres not running out and right away I saw a judge come up to him and have a talk with him and it was obvious he wasn't you know uh asking him where he where he could deliver some cookies I mean he was definitely telling him yeah there's hey, no you got you got to hustle you're on this team you got to hustle and then Torres was giving him an excuse it looked like and then he came back to him and he said I don't care what else you do you're a great player but you got to hustle that that was my feeling of what was saying I could only read their faces, but that was there's no doubt he was uh, letting them know player to player. I think Aaron Aaron Judge has to get re-signed. You were saying what has to happen next year? You have to re-sign Judge, re-sign uh, Rizzo. I think you've got to. Um, I think you've got some pitchers coming back in Herman and in Severino, who both were relegated to long duty on the as they were recovering from uh, her mom was recovering from a year off being suspended. And um, Severino was recovering from Tommy John surgery and just came back for the last couple month and a half. He pitched lights out. He, you forget that he's like an, uh, 
an elite level pitcher. And mm. I think he, if Kluber still has it, and I think he does, um, and uh, Cole ends up being three really strong people, I think Herman is going to be in that mix. And then they've got a couple of young arms that did really well this year that they might have to you know, bring in. I, I wouldn't. I would put my focus. I think you're going to have to trade Torres. I would trade Torres, Sanchez, and Gallo, and uh, and bring in uh, maybe one more somebody outstanding. You know, um, I don't know who's available in the trade lot. If uh, there's a lot of good shortstops, there's a lot of there, good shortstops. Is there? I heard there was a one catcher that was available. Is that right? Well, I, I'm not familiar with that, but I know Carlos Correa is available. I know Javier Baez is available. There's four or five top flight shortstops. Yeah. And to yeah. me, that's you what gotta, you, I mean. I, I just want to have somebody who's got all the characteristics of the rest of the guys, which is, you yeah. know, they're, they've got to be the kind of people who, who fit into that mindset that Judge fits into and so on. You know, it's one, one last thing. I, I think Stanton um, – Stanton might look a little weak when he doesn't hit well. He looks like he's not trying, but he's always trying. He's almost too focused sometimes. He's mm-hmm. he's constantly studying and so on. But when his particular swing, it's an unusual swing, and when it doesn't go right, it looks like he's just kind of whiffing at the ball. But when he does go right, like we saw in the last three or four weeks of the season, it's really a magnificent thing. I think he's he may be the the best hitter in baseball during those four weeks. I don't know what they'll say, but certainly the best slugger and uh, in the top, you know, three of sluggers. So, well, you know, uh, he hit Evaldi, and Evaldi was on. You know what I mean? Evaldi was. What's that? Evaldi was was pitching his best, and he got. Yeah, it. you know, he was pitching his best, and he was still hitting the heck out of the ball, right? Yeah, that's yeah, what I'm that, saying. He's going point. up against the best pitcher they got, and yeah. and he's Frankly, on his, on I top think, of his game, they, and he's still hitting him. I think if they hit Evaldi, you know, I think the one thing they said really right is true. That is, these are two big bully teams. And it's who can get hit hardest in the mouth the earliest where they just they just get a little humility and back off a little. That team's going to lose, and, and, and that's just the way it is. And, uh, and Boston did the hitting right early. Yankees tried to. First pitch, I think. Rizzo hit a hard grounder. I mean, a line grounder just happened to be right at that first baseman. But that could have easily been the type of pitch that goes for a double and changes the complexity of the game in the first pitch. And that's just the way a game goes sometimes, you know. Thought it was well umpired, by the way. In general, there was some off calls, but I thought in general it was well umpired. That's fine. We didn't have to see a whole bunch of calls going to the, you know, TV monitor, which, you know, I hate. And, uh, and I think that uh, you just, when you play, when you're in the position where you won game and you lose, you said, oh, I maybe I don't seem so sad. That's because when you play a one-game playoff, you have to be prepared to, to, you know, to lose. You have to because it's one game. The Yankees, the way they were playing, I liked the way they would look in a series. But in any one game, you just you just don't know. The Yankees have a much stronger uh, bullpen, so in a series, 
I think they do. They would have done much better than Boston would have done. But in one game, Boston took it to them. They stayed with them. They added runs when they needed to, and they deserve to go on. We're talking to Dick DeAngelo's Fairfield, Iowa, lifelong Yankee fan uh, about the Yankee season. Uh, Rizzo, do you keep him or not? Yeah, I keep Rizzo. I get rid of Gallo. Is Gallo, is this, I don't think he has, does he have more time left on his contract? I think he has another year. Oh, wow. Um, you know, wow. hey, you know, the, these are tough decisions. The Yanks got a great bullpen right now. They've got a lot of things right in their pitching. Um, I'm not saying you can't. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not complaining about their pitching. I mean, yeah, I think, and they're, and they're hitting is just, you need a few spark plug players. You know, I'd take a, you know, I'd take a Wade Boggs in there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Somebody who's, who's going to yeah, hit 330. Pete Rose, way, a real gritty, that guy. A gritty single hitter. DJ LeMayu, and he just didn't play. His yeah. normal year this year. He's an outstanding player. I, I can't complain about him. Although he didn't have a really great year, I didn't think. I no. Mean, and I thought uh, I thought Rizzo's batting average under two fifty wasn't too impressive either, to be honest with you. It wasn't too impressive, but he continued to hit key home runs in important times. But he and gives you, you leadership. A guy who's a slugger. You need a left-handed bat or two. And he has a great glove. Yeah, you're right about that. And he's a left-handed power hitter. Maybe they should spend two or three hundred thousand million dollars on him. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, well, money the the money they spend and, and what's happening now is possibly COVID. Okay, you're seeing the now, crowds come back. I said this I to Steve, and I I don't think he enjoyed me saying this, but I'm going to say it to you: Are the Yankees just a garbage can for awful contracts that you can just at the end of when when you're sign the player and they start to get the diminishing returns, you can just dump them off on the Yankees and they'll pick up all the rest of the. You know, I think they were for a few years, but I didn't, I don't think you've seen that lately. I think they've made some smart moves. Matter of fact, got a lot of the fans mad because they, they, they didn't even want to be over the, uh, the luxury cap, the luxury tax. So um, I think for, for like that guy, they got pitching from the pirates and those kind of people, LeMahieu even, when they got him, was on a one-year contract and nobody thought he was going to do anything. I think, was it last year he was the batting champion? Yeah, he's you got know, a silver so. slugger, I know, maybe a couple of them. I, I'm, you, look, you, you don't have to convince me about LeMahieu. I, I'm, I adore him. He's a fantastic skill. So if you got player. Rizzo and you got LeMahieu and he's you healthy, got, and that's the question. Well, I mean, I and believe. Then, and I, then you go around and, and you got um, – you got to be strong ran, up the middle. Right into the dugout there in uh, third base. Uh, uh, you know, you saw that play. They replayed it a couple times, I think, last night. When um, Urshela, I think he's, you know, he's a serious player that had a little off year. Um, and then you got it. Uh, and then who do you got it uh, uh, short? Me, I, I would get Korea. I mean, that's who I would get. I, I He's hits great. Field's great, great, big and tall. He's got power. You know, uh, I, I, I don't know. I don't know if I like Baez. I mean, I like Baez, but he wants $200 million. But yeah. I don't know what Correa would want. But it, you just you just get you – you got to be stronger up the middle than you are. You're not very strong yeah. up the middle. You're, you're below average up the middle. Yeah. If you you well, strengthen that year, one thing out, you should be fine. If, you, if, you, if LeMay, who comes back to even – 
you know, uh, close to where he was last year, in between where he was this year and last year, let's say, and you got Correa, that would certainly make a difference, and Urshela, and then you got your outfield stacked and your pitching. Uh, then you just need a catcher. So give me a good catcher and a good Yeah, we talked stop. about Gary Sanchez, too. I, I think he's almost lazy back there, but, I mean, he just doesn't block balls in the dirt like I think he should. But he, uh, to be fair, there's a lot of damn balls in the dirt, you know. There are, but you see that backup catcher, um, um, Higashioka, he, he does a much better job with those. And that's a backup catcher. You got to have a guy that that can that can be as good or better than your backup catcher as your catcher, and especially with uh, Sanchez not batting his two eighty and hitting forty home runs, but batting you know whatever he's batting two thirty or two fifty, you know then all of a sudden he becomes a liability. He's got the and power. That attitude but... sticks out to fans, and it's a cross. You were talking about the fans. I can watch the Yankees lose, and if they're given 110% and they're playing with excitement and so on and they lose a game, I got no problem with that. You win some, you lose some. But but when I see them play, even if they win, and I see a guy not run out of play or not run back when a ball is thrown past the catcher, it drives me absolutely crazy. Well, hey, uh, I, I'm on a 30-minute uh... – that's all the yeah. longer I can I can do. We're at twenty six minutes. I got one more question for you. Sure. Uh, if you did change managers, who would you go with? I try to get Don Manningly. Mm-hmm. I think John, Don Manningly is belongs in Yankee Stadium. That's just me as a. I'll, I'll throw a name out there to help you win right away. Jim Leland. What do you think of that? Hey, Jimmy Leland's good, but I, I just think you, you need a answer. younger player and you need somebody who understands what the Yankees are all about. All right. I really do believe that. I think that's the reason they went with Boone. Is there something about them, Yankee magic, him hitting home run, this and that? I understand you can tell me uh, Leland is kind of like Joe Torre was. Joe Torre wasn't really a Yankee before that. But to me, you've got a couple of really special well, you know, guys, I, 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 for me, I'd rather have Buck Showalter than, than Jimmy Leland myself. Well, if you need a kick in the pants, Jimmy will give it to you. Anyway, yeah, that's true. He would. Uh, but, you know, been... you got to do it in a, in a way that these kids can accept it, and that's the key. And I think the key to do that is to get the players to, within themselves to kick each other in the ass. Well, that's an that's a easier way. I want to thank Dick D'Angelo hey. for being on the Round Guy, the podcast. Uh enthusiastic about the Yankees. I love talking to him. Thanks for, thanks for being on the show. It's my